week we're going to talk about winter training or off off season training and um when you go do a little search on the web, a lot of things pop up about this. You know, one of the common things which I spotted on quite a few articles is people talking about building base fitness. And when I've mentioned that to you, Aid, you said, "Is there such a thing anymore?" So, I suppose the first question is, what what is the you know what is winter training, off off season training? What's the the aim of it? Do you want to do you want to have a crack at that, Aid? Uh, well, I think I think with all, with all these. Um all these questions really the big answer is it always depends on the individual person that you're talking about and and the, the you know what their goals are for the season and so on but also their individual physiology because that will impact how they build their training program um, yeah. and things like lifestyle things like the time that they have to train how they fit it around work and that sort of thing but I think what is fair to say is that our, our sort of philosophy would be that yes of course you've got to have base fitness to do endurance sport um, but the kind of old old style periodized, periodized model of build your base in the winter, then start to bring in some is is well not really um, backed up by an awful lot of physiological evidence. From honest, that's that's one of the issues. Um, uh, but also is is you know there are so many different ideas out there now, and um, you know we we probably don't uh, follow that old style of um, doing a lot of very very low intensity work early in the winter. Um, yeah just because we don't feel it's the right way to go about it for most of our individual athletes, I would say. And is that because it just wouldn't help? It's not as effective as doing alternatives? Um, I think the, the, the key thing is that you've got multiple different energy systems that you're trying to keep strong in triathlon yeah. and, and in endurance sport. Um, and there are different schools of thought and there are different people that would would, would um, advocate different approaches, um, and we will advocate different approaches for different people. That's the other thing that's really important. But um, but the, you know why would you you know why would you not train a particular energy system for a period of time? Because all that's going to happen is that the efficiency of that energy system is going to reduce over that time, and then at some point you're going to have to work it again. Yeah. Um, so so our view would be you keep everything everything tuned up. Um, yeah. You know, yes, you're going to ch you're going to change the the balance of which systems you're working and which what your um, workouts are aiming at um, as as races approach and the key key elements of the season approach. But so the balance changes. But we I think we would say um, that that we keep keep those uh, all those balls in the air at the same time most yeah. of the time. And you'd agree um, with that, Fran, as well. And perhaps on that sort of point about moving from a general to a more specific training as you approach race day, is that, does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I, mean I mean, it will change. The style of structure will change throughout the year. Um, you know, what you will do over the winter is incorporate more rest, more recovery, um, you know, and balance that with what's happening in the athlete's uh, lifestyle as well. You know, if, if, if you've got an athlete who's trained hard, trained long and hard, they're going to need a lot more downtime before they start kind of slowly stepping back into the normal routine than perhaps another athlete who hasn't raced so much and is just ticking over. So it's, it's, it's impossible to go, this is how we do it. And this is the plan. It, 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 it doesn't happen like that. It's as ever, it's about listening to the athlete, working with the athlete, finding how well the athlete recovers from sessions because everybody's different. Um, and also balancing that with what's going on in their life because that will add stress 
um, and stress will impact physical importance as well as health. So, you know, all those factors need to be taken into consideration. And, you know, plus over winter, you've got the weather to contend with as well. You know, yeah. it's, it's not the cold, the dark, no vitamin D, um, you know, going outside and running in the wet and all of these contribute to our health and well-being so you know there's a lot there's a lot of things that that you have to consider when putting a training plan together yeah and keeping motivated how about you becky how do you manage to keep motivated throughout winter training and throughout the going out in the running in the wet or go go on a hot uh holiday right <laughs> <laughs> that's it oh my god what did i think of that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the that's the best one I can recommend. Definitely helps yeah. the motivation um, as well as getting that vitamin D intake. Um, yeah. But but other than that, that I suppose it, I suppose in the winter, if you are a summer racer, it's very different if you're a duathlete um, yeah. or or race in the winter. And motivation, I suppose, key one is is training with others because it's a bit more general. Um, just right. doing appropriate training with other people is uh really helps keep you motivated and keeps you accountable whereas doing it alone yeah because if you've agreed to do something with somebody it's much harder to to move it isn't it is that the same for you will yeah i think so and also just um throwing something different as well so for me um i was kind of carrying and managing a little niggle for the for the last probably month six weeks of of last season so it's a chance to kind of really iron that out and yeah. kind of rebuild any any specific areas that that you think um i could do with a bit of a push there now's kind of quite a good time to do that without worrying about how it might impact on on race prep oh, okay so i mean you've been doing different sorts of exercise i mean different sorts of yes yeah, um, more just a bit of kind of extra rehab as much as anything right. else and a bit kind of bit more strength work around around specific areas um yeah. which like i said in managing through through the back end of of last season um rather than taking the time out at that point to to really nail those areas which could then have, have potentially um yeah had a negative impact on on the race prep at the time yeah now, i suppose the other big thing is avoiding illness throughout the the winter. I think you mentioned this, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, there's multiple bugs around, and depending on your, you know, I know in Will's work, he's hanging around a lot of um, uh, younger people, um, and they're, you know, in in that environment, they're obviously all trying to avoid illness. But the problem is, is that in close when you're in close proximity, and I'm I'm the same. Um, if I go into schools or something, that that you know that close proximity of people and being surrounded by them, you are obviously going to be exposed and so you're not you're not going to be able to hide from that you're not going to be able to um, put yourself out of that environment so actually you've got to make sure you are monitoring your own um, fatigue levels and you know trying to keep that immune immune system topped up and and as strong as you possibly can so if you do get exposed you can you can fight rather than uh, capitulate but um, yeah yes yes but it's definitely definitely more prevalent um, and it, not least because people are just indoors all the time, aren't they? That's the problem. Um, yeah. Constantly being surrounded yeah, by people. Yeah, and this, the whole aspect, I suppose, of being indoors on the in, indoor training as well. You know, turbos versus up being on the road and, and treadmill versus 
from what uh, what's, what's the people's thoughts of that? I mean, I I sort of quite like the turbo and the and the treadmill in the garage because I can sort of, especially if it is you know miserable out, because you can put something on the on the screen and watch something while you're exercising, can't you? And sort of. Uh, you know, I find that a way to motivate myself to. Oh, yeah, I've got that series to watch on Netflix. I'll probably get through that. Although I've always, it's always tough trying to find the right thing to watch on Netflix. I don't know. Do you have this? I, you have to find something. One that my wife doesn't want to watch. That's the first thing. <laughs> Two that it's just fairly mindless because you can't really concentrate on it. So you've got to like be able to get be entertained without without thinking. So, you know, action movies and things like that with uh, that, uh, that my wife might not like. <laughs> I'm constantly finding it. And then I watch something and I go back to Steph and she says, oh, that looks quite good. Oh, OK, I have to watch it with you now. So, uh, but, but um, what, what, what do you do, Becky? Do you, uh, do you train a lot indoors? Yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it's a vital tool, especially in the UK with the weather um, and yeah. also time, like time crunching as well um, yeah. if you work in if you're working a long day last thing yeah. you can do at 8 p.m at night is uh go outside and get yeah. a good uh, couple of hours bike session and um so yes yeah, definitely a, a useful tool my top tip, tip recommendation for uh content is uh sports yeah. documentaries yes um, that is good they, actually yeah yeah, so yeah do, you, obviously. do you subscribe to gcn or anything like that was it already sort of oh, no, for that no no no, no, that's a bit too too close to the sport. Um, yeah. Other sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other the other one is actually watching sport. So my favourite is track cycling. So yeah. if you watch the chat, the track cycling champions league is on. Um, has been on in the autumn. And if you watch that, it's brilliant because, you know, when they come to the sprint finish, you just find yourself getting wrapped up in it. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and your power, power goes through the roof. Obviously not if you're following a, a, a set, but, you know, if you're just going for a nice free ride, it's quite a good one. Well, you can um, sort of imagine you're there yeah. almost, can't you? Just coming to uh, well, the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine is the word. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I look exactly like Matthew Van Der Poel, just at the top of the climb. <laughs> what do you mean you do it in? You do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I still haven't sent you that video of me running. Other you that'll knock that down for certain. Um, but uh, yeah, well, and what um, equipment do you use? Because I'm sort of quite interested in the whole techie aspect of it. Well, what do you, what do you use for your? Do you have a do you have a treadmill, or do you, and do you what turbo do you use? Uh, yeah, I've got a uh, Flux Tax Flux S at yeah. home. Um, turbo wise, I'm really lucky in that we've got a lo whole load of really good gear at work. Right. Um, so we've got watt bikes galore, and yeah, Jim's kitted out to the max at work, so I'm super lucky with that. Yeah. Um, we've got Woodway treadmills here that I can jump on if I need to. So there's there's some really good gear that I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to use. Um, I tried one of those wood waste for the first time at the gym last week or the week before. And they're nice, aren't they? But my God, I thought I'd have a look. Did you, do you know how much they cost? <laughs> for the yeah, basic like, one for the home, it's like 16 grand. So yeah, they're, uh, they're not cheap, but good, good bits of kit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lucky to have access to that, really. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, the turbo at home. Um, same, same as everyone else in terms of what to watch movies and sport that that's, yeah. tends to keep me keep me moving yeah and do you do you like all the data and tech from the equipment that you use or, or like when if you jump on a watt bike do you connect your iPad for example and so that you're still 
feeding that into training peaks and or do you if you're in a you know using your work equipment do you just keep that separate and... yeah a bit, a bit of a mix um, i need to um that's something i try and be really tough on myself for my tendency is to be right in amongst the numbers and yeah yeah but after involved in that so it, it takes a bit of practice to just switch off from that sometimes um right. but equally yeah. there, there are Ironically, the sessions that you come off and you actually enjoy a bit more because you're not looking at numbers, you're just doing it by feel or just just because. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit, a bit of a balance, really. Yeah. And bikes are much better at tech and data than, than treadmills are, although treadmills are starting to get more interesting. I don't know whether you've seen the sort of Apple Watch integration with um, Gym Kit. Some of them have got in the gym, you can just put your watch next to the, the treadmill and it sort of connects to it and then basically it will share your heart rate with the treadmill and the treadmill will share speed and, and incline I think it possibly can so you could have that in, in your in your log um, but also I was looking at there's a thing called FTMS which is a new sort of standard functional for fitness training something standard that allow it's a bit like the revolution that we had with I think smart trainers is coming to treadmills so that treadmills, you would be able to do a set, for example, in training peaks with an incline and with speeds, and the treadmill would just follow that rather than you having to sort of press the press the buttons, which is not, you know, not a, a massive problem to press the buttons. But I don't, I don't know, what do you think about uh, that, Fran? Is that something you would welcome, that sort of technology into treadmills, or do you think that's not needed? Um, again, it... For me personally, no, I possibly wouldn't use it, but then I don't do very much running because of my hip. Right. Uh, but for athletes, again, it really does depend on the athletes. Some absolutely love treadmills and yeah. it would be brilliant for them. Others can't stand them and would refuse to get on them at every cost. So it would be useless for them. So, you know, it's it's finding what works for the individual. I mean, I've got a few that use um, Swift, you know, the yeah. running the running yeah. on Swift, which is interesting. And that keeps yeah. them really motivated. But um, from my experience, I have to say that the watch data doesn't sync with the treadmills very well. No, I think that's. I think that is changing. I think because they don't mm. really talk to each other properly currently, but I, unless you've got one of the a, a newer a newer device, unless you spent sixteen grand on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, but I reckon that'll be changing. I think that'll be changing. Um, it, it makes sense for that tech to evolve like turbo trainers have because we yeah. all use the like watches yeah. so it, it would be a no-brainer yeah i think so i can see i can see um i can see a potential i mean it, it, it'd be quite interesting if you're on a treadmill and you're really uh um you know struggling to hit the hit the speed because it would have to be speed related and and then it automatically ramps it back up to um quite a high speed that could <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a bit more jeopardy isn't there if you're on a treadmill if you're on a bike you I can just stop pedaling <laughs> i've heard that that's one of the reasons zwift haven't embraced it yet because of the safety mm. concerns because somebody might just jump on yeah. with a workout have their treadmill you know suddenly fire them off the back of the treadmill or something but um yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of ways to stop, that, isn't it? 
Good. Yeah. Sorry, what were you, you going to say? Sorry, I was just saying it made gyms a far more entertaining place to be, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Which are sort of pinging backwards off it. Yeah, that would be good. But yeah, no, it's definitely. Yeah. I suppose the Woodway would, um, which the, the non powered Woodway, is that the one you, you've used, Will, or the powered one or both? Because the yeah, non powered no, one's interesting, right. isn't it? It's, it's very hard. I, I had to go on the non-powered one. Basically, as you run towards the front, don't you? you go faster, and then you sort of just gradually move towards the back to slow it down. So I suppose you need some sort of controls like that if you're going to automate things, some way of doing it through running, uh, you know, new movements. But yeah, maybe it is too complex. Uh, so were you going to say something, Will? Uh, that, no, 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 I was just saying it, it depends what the session is as to as to which which yeah. I use. Yeah. So ge generally, we're saying really for for winter training, it's sort of um, just carrying on with whatever is in your your training plan to you know to focus on the areas you need to focus, rather than it being a separate or distinct area. Um, or, you know. Uh, plan compared to the to the summer training or as you're approaching events is that is, would you agree with that Fran do you want to go with that I think that sorry, oh, sorry. yeah no I mean uh, yeah just to reiterate the, the idea of that winter is you know to pick up on some of the points that have been said like will to work on those areas of weaknesses you've got yeah. that time to, to do that um and to, you know, yes, you are going to build your fitness back up because, you know, if you've had a long break after the end of the season, then you need to be careful how you reintroduce the quality into it. So you need to do it gradually and you need to make sure that you incorporate um, easier weeks, lighter weeks. But we certainly would sustain that element of quality throughout, you know, the strength, the speed, the yeah. threshold um, just in a different balance. You know, you're not you're not planning for unless you're doing a duathlon, you're not you know, specifically planning to race, but you just want to keep all of those different energy systems ticking over and working. And yeah. also it's men mentally stimulating as well. It gives you a focus in your sessions as opposed yeah. to just, oh, it's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, and so if somebody hasn't got a coach though, uh, aid, and some somebody's listened to this and, and wants to, and has entered and say an event, towards the end of the year um, and is trying to manage their own training, what would your advice be to them apart from get a coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, get some guidance, coach yeah. or, you know, or, or, you know, there is, there's good literature out there. There are, um, you know, and, and even, um, you know, some of the online platforms now will provide some structured uh, or ideas for structured training plans. Um, and obviously yeah. it's always on a slide and that that you know there's a sliding scale of just wake up and go out and do what you feel like each day and to um actually trying to put some sort of structure together to getting a a, a coach to work with and you know that that that's that's the sliding scale but what what i would say is always mix it up and i, yeah. I fran touched on something just now which is you know what winter is for sure and when we say winter we're talking about a period of time between events if people are competing um what it is 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 an opportunity to and to do some analysis you know because everybody wants to improve that's the purpose of this game isn't it everybody's yeah. looking to improve on their own performance so you want to look at what went well for you as an athlete or 
working with your coach and 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 that is a time then to say right you know what do we do let's have a look back at what we did la- this time last year yet you know we're looking for a little bit of extra um, power or speed on the bike or whatever it is you know whatever area you're going to look for and then you will tailor it for that so it's not it is an opportunity to target specific um, elements of training uh, because you know but you know winter's an interesting concept as well because certainly in endurance sport yeah. events go all around the year now um, yeah absolutely and the gap between the sort of last triathlon of the year so we had an athlete in the team racing in December um, right and I think uh, in, in a triathlon I mean and, yeah. and I think there's and there will certainly be triathlons starting up in late February March I don't know if anybody's going to Dubai but that's usually in February time so the, it, it's not quite the same as in the old days if you like when yeah. all the races were between June and July and August yeah um so I guess you're going to Dubai, no, Becky, because you seem to be flying off everywhere. No? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Have you got what's your plans for the for winter? Are you going to have any events? But, or? No, no. Um, though Fran is doing her best to try and convince me to do 70.3 Lanza. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just much rather go to Lanza and, and just train. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not overly keen about starting my race season too early um right. i i like to ease in it um and because i think it's getting longer and longer each year um so last year i was racing at the very end of october and started theoretically in april and that's a really long race season to try and Friends keep peaking there, for it should be longer though <laughs> no no not at all i, I actually agree with what becky's saying yeah. there it, it, you know, to be able to sustain that uh, mental and physical peak, well, you're not going to you're not going to sustain that peak. So therefore, in your races, you're going to have to try and hone in in a particular race or races that you want to be at your best, and then use the other races as as practice and building towards that peak. Um, but it, it's quite mentally as well as physically fatiguing having such a long season. So you do need to be quite savvy about what you focus on, and especially if what you're doing is long distance. And yeah. Becky is doing long distance. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Yeah. So when's your first long distance race? Uh, hopefully a marathon in April. Right. Or maybe two. <laughs> Did you say or maybe two? <laughs> Hey. depends it, it depends aid it depends we'll see how the recovery goes uh, in five days <laughs> to see whether i can pull it off um it's really just a backup marathon to another marathon so um and i can't decide between the two so we'll see it'll be an interesting experiment hey fran yes <laughs> yeah. i've never come across Come across the concept of a backup marathon before, but there we go. <laughs> that's not. It wasn't. That's not I can, an <laughs> it wasn't my idea. I can't take the credit for it. I was talking to another marathon friend and asked yeah. them which one they they think I should do, and they were like, "Well, why don't you have a backup one? So if the first one goes a bit, um, hey, like up in the air, yeah. you can then just enjoy it and then be at peak fitness for the one the week later." Nice. <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's that's how it's going to go. <laughs> in fairness, if anybody can do that, it may well be Becky. Yeah, very so, good. Uh, yeah. 
Brilliant. Okay, we'll with that, I think we can probably wrap it up. I think we've, unless anybody's got anything else they wanted to add. So thank you all very much, and we'll speak again next week, hopefully. Have a good week. Thank you.